Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm pumped honored and excited that you have joined us for what will be a royal episode. This week, we are joined by, wait for it, the King of Sales. Yes, we have the man, Jeffrey Gittermore. He is one of the world's most well-known sales authors. His books have sold millions of copies over the years, and he has been around a long time. No, I'm not calling him old, but yes, His sales book was one of the first books I ever read, and it had an incredible impact on my career. Now, during this episode, we talk about all things sales, and Jeffrey delivers some incredible, you know, bombs, truth bombs, as Jeffrey Hold does not worry about holding back. He does not worry about what he says and how his message might impact people in a negative way. Because he tells salespeople what they need to hear in order to be the best they can be. It's a very enjoyable episode and one with many key learnings that we can all take on board to be the best we can be. Before we get into today's incredible episode, please continue to like, share and rate us. The messages we receive are really humbling and it continues to inspire us to go and get some of the best content we can so that you can be the best we can be. So before we get into it, we have a message from our sponsors, Vanilla Sauce. So guys, for all of you out there, for most sales professionals, we are all using a CRM. You know, CRM was designed for managing relationships. However, sales engagement is designed for starting them. Now, current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. Vanilla Soft is a sales engagement platform like no other. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. So guys, if you're using another sales engagement platform, stop right now and head over to VanillaSoft.com. Get yourself a free trial because it will help you close more deals. It will help you have more conversations so you can get more opportunities in your pipeline and close more deals. So thank you to the team at VanillaSoft for bringing you this podcast on how to close more deals. So buckle up, enjoy this episode, and enjoy the fact we have the royal, the king of sales. Welcome, Jeffrey Gittemore. And thank you, Luigi. And I'm ex- extremely pumped. I haven't bloody had my, my sales caffeine yet. Jeffrey, as I can well, see. I hope, not, I hope I don't screw this up, Luigi. If I do, uh, I'll bring somebody else in and you can finish up the interview. <laughs> well, mate, it's, uh, it, it, is, it is an honor to have you on the show, mate. As I said, you, your, your, you. your book was my first book I've ever read, The Sales Bible, before um, Jim Cathcart relationship selling and the sales bible is is still a book i reference today so um it's still got equity 
after all those years, it's still one of the best sales books going around. I agree. Yeah. So, mate, um, you know, before we get into this topic, we'd love to know just a little bit more about you and how did you start in the wacky world of selling? Um, I didn't actually start. I grew up in it. Yep. My, my family were business people, entrepreneurs, and I watched how my dad sold and how my uncles sold and how all of my family's friends came over and they talked about their businesses and it was just more of a osmosis process than a job. Yeah. I have had a couple of jobs in sales, but I quit them because they weren't really, I didn't want to go sell for somebody else. I wanted to sell for myself. Yeah. Every company I ever founded, I was the salesperson. Yeah. You know, one thing that I, and one thing that I learned from you um, from an early age, Jeffrey was the, you know, when you talked about the books that you used to read um, before going out, mm-hmm. I think they made you, you'd have to read them every morning for a couple of hours, and you guys had to study these mm-hmm. books before going out in the field. Um, that's a learning that has helped me, you know, um, incredibly. Can you do you mind sharing with us the concept of that space repetition and following the same process over and over? Well, most most people, let alone salespeople, don't understand the discipline of study to get better. Yeah. Um, I've defined it very easily in one sentence. Learn more to earn more. Yeah. And I wake up every day and I write, I read, I prepare, and that causes me to think and create. Those five things have formed the element of the elements that have led to my, whatever you would call success, success. Yeah. Um, I've, I've written 16 books and that comes from the discipline of writing every day. Uh, my next book will be called get shit done. It'll be on the bookshelves in November all oh, around wow. the world. Fantastic. And, um, it's about procrastination. It's about productivity and it's about profitability because one, one breeds. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm current because I'm thinking, I'm current because I'm writing, I'm current because I'm preparing, I'm current because I'm speaking. You know, uh, we did, you saw me at Outbound this year in Atlanta. I would say I was the oldest person presenting, yeah. but I was also the most current. Absolutely. And you, you know, you yeah. were funny. <laughs> let's let's not let's not forget about that. <laughs> That's what you're supposed yeah. to be. That's part of preparation is preparing to be funny. When I got to catch up with you a few years ago and you and Jen at your place, um, your library was, had a profound impact on me. And, you know, we live in a world where there are a lot of sales experts or a lot of so-called sales experts that talk about, you know, money, 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 money. And yes, you know, good selling equal, you can make a lot of money, but you know, yes, you can, but I, I recommend to salespeople, to become a thousandaire before you become a millionaire. Yeah. You know, everyone's telling you how to become a, a millionaire. I'm not. I'm telling you how to become a thousandaire because if you make a thousand thousands, you got a million. And it's hell of a lot easier to make a thousand bucks than it is to make a million bucks. Yeah. When I was in that your library, like, this is not just a, a job for you, right? This is, no. you know, the, the Napoleon Hill, the Earl Nightingale, the, you know, these are people that have had a profound impact on you. And you've in turn, you know, made it your mission to help other salespeople. That's correct. Yeah. And I do it in a way 
that's not pushy or aggressive or manipulative. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in being an assertive salesperson because assertive salespeople ask, aggressive salespeople tell. Yeah. And so after all these years, you write Sales Manifesto. You know, where did the insp- yeah. what, you know what inspired you and motivated you to write that bi- that particular I, book? As you just said, I got pissed off from people claiming to be a guru that have never been to New York City, <laughs> let alone made a sale in New York City. And what they talk about will actually piss off customers rather than engage with them emotionally that creates a favorable outcome. So I wrote the sales manifesto as a document that will serve to teach people how to sell for the next 10 years. You can't go beyond 10 because nobody could have predicted Instagram. Nobody could have predicted Twitter. Nobody could have predicted anything having to do with social selling and, or just going from Facebook to Facebook live Mm. from Instagram to Instagram live from LinkedIn to LinkedIn live has changed the face of the entire outreach of social. So I'm going, I'm brave enough to go 10 years and that's about it. Yeah. And I talk about what are the characteristics that a salesperson needs to develop in order to be able to make that happen? What do they have to do? How do they have to think? How do they have to prepare? And what do they need to do differently or better than they're doing right now in order to be able to make that happen? Yeah. Because most salespeople will not do the hard work that it takes to make selling easy. Hmm. I wake up, I wake up in the morning and I, the first thing I do is work. And the first thing most people do is turn on some television. Yeah. See what the weather is or the traffic is or what happened last night and that kind of bullshit. I don't do that. Hmm. I immediately read, write, prepare, think, create. And, the, and, and this is, again, this is a, an actual, uh, a mindset of yours, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mindset, but it's also a consistency of, of doing the right thing at the right time. Otherwise, it's like, you know, it's so easy to do that it's also easy not to do, according to Jim Rohn. Yeah. And I, I wake up in the morning and I do the, what I find simple. I sit in my chair. You've seen it. Um, I relax in my office. It's a very creative space. And I have my laptop in my lap where it's supposed to be. And I'm, as soon as I think of something or as soon as I want to create something, I put it down. I don't lose ideas because I forget to write them down ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. So w- w- when we think about the, you know, in your, and I want to really want to dive into this. In your opinion, has selling changed? And I know that you've got Instagram and Facebook, but when you remove that, the fundamentals of selling, has the fundamentals of selling changed from when you wrote your first book to now? No. Okay. The fundamentals have remained the same. However, they've been distorted by idiots. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say they're idiots. I've been, they've been distorted by people who have the wrong process in place. So, yeah. for example... I'm going to sit down with somebody and I'm going to make friends with them. All things being equal, people want to do business with their friends. All things being not quite so equal, people still want to do business with their friends. I'm going to find something that we have in common. I'm going to make them smile. I'm going to make them feel comfortable. I'm not going to challenge them. 
and I'm not going to find their pain. Challenging and finding the pain are none of my fucking business. And I'm going to do it in a way that endears me to this person, not puts me on edge or pisses me off. Yeah. That's a really interesting thought thread, right? Because you're right. We could create anxiety if we haven't earned the right to ask those questions. I won't. I'm not going to ask them anyway. Yeah. No matter what, I'm not going to ask them. So I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of, okay, I have one chance with this person to make an impression. Am I going to make one where when I leave, the person wants to talk about the meeting because it was so damn good? Or am I going to do one that's absolutely stupid, piss the guy off, and have him say, well, can you send me a proposal on that? And then never call me again. Mm. Ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. Now, let me give you an example. This is a classic example. Your sales manager says, as soon as you make a sale, ask for a referral. And you call him back a few days later and say, hey, um, hey it's Jeffrey. And uh, remember when we finished our, our thing and I said, can you think of anybody else? Have you had a chance to think about that? The guy said, oh, geez, I apologize. I haven't. I haven't thought about it. Why don't you call me back in about a week? That guy will never take your call again. Yeah. Because he perceives you as a taker. And you can tell me all about, well, you have to ask for a referral. No, you fucking do not. You never have to ask for a referral. You earn a referral. And why don't you, instead of asking for one, why don't you give one? Because mm. if you give one, now I've created cosmic debt. Yeah. And all the people that tell you to ask for a referral are wrong. 100% wrong. Okay. So I want to go back a step because this is a mindset of yours. You're, what you're talking about is, you know, the law of giving is the law of serving. And this is what I love about, you know, you keep, you keep talking about this. You keep telling, you know, one of the messages that, I, that I've reinforced based on my learnings from you is we're not making a sale, we're making a customer. And in order, in order to create, in order to make a customer, we want to build a relationship. So that's a mindset thing. That's our philosophy in the way in which we conduct ourselves in, in the marketplace. Correct. And it's also the reputation that you develop as a result of it. One-on-one, yeah. -on -one, you can piss off anybody. <laughs> But as soon as that person goes on some kind of social media and says, the guy's a jackass, now 50 million people know you're a jackass. <laughs> That's why TripAdvisor is, has more power or Yelp has more power than any other social software. Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars are generated or not generated as a result of a five-star rating, mm. whether it's Amazon or or TripAdvisor, or Yelp, or any any other platform that asks for a rating, you're out if you can't be yeah. five stars. But why would I rate somebody five? Why would I rate somebody five stars that calls me up and bugs the shit out of me for other customers? Mm. Guy's a taker. Yeah, and Jeff, we know. Like we now live in a world where sales, like the amount of content that's out there, like 
I've got the little red book of selling. I've got the little, you know, the, 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 your attitude book. Yeah. Like, and I go back to these books constantly. I just, um, I just finished reading Ogmandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. Right? Takes yep. you, I don't know, it takes you an hour. It's the most simple book. I've read it a, a number of times. I read Dale Carnegie's book every year. You know how to win friends and influence people because I think it's a great reminder um, that we should lead with positivity, right? And I do. I go back to your books constantly when I when I'm when I when I feel that um, my mindset's moving more to fixed versus growth. Now we've got so much content out there. We've got podcasts, one of the best podcasts, the Sell or Die podcast. There's so many different avenues where we can grow. Yet. So many, especially in sales, so many sales professionals or sales people don't access this content to improve their mindset. Why do you think they are so stubborn? They're not stubborn, they're lazy. Okay. There's a difference between stubborn and lazy. They go home, they drink a beer, they have a drink. They drink a glass of wine or a half a bottle of wine <laughs> and they watch something on Netflix. Yeah. I don't. I work. I think. I create. And as a result of it, I have 16 books and they have an empty bottle of wine. Mm. And maybe they put them on a shelf so they can brag about how many bottles of wine they've drunk or they have a big container of corks you ever go over to somebody's house and see the big container of corks yeah i have yeah. they're putting their corks on display like what a bunch of morons <laughs> yeah well i enjoy wine no you're fucking lazy yeah so if if, if you're if somebody's listening to this going oh man i'm, I'm sharing some of those those traits where i'm a bit lazy you know, what are, what are, what are some key... Buy the sales manifesto. That's all you have to do. And, and when my new book comes out, get shit done. Ooh. My, when my new book comes out, get shit done. Get that. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're a fool. Oh, I just got the new iPhone, so both phones come off now at the same time. <laughs> I got the big one so I could read the type a little bit better. <laughs> If you're in the marketplace, if your phone is up for renewal, go as fast as you can to the store and get the new iPhone 11 because it is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm tra I'm transferring all my stuff today. It just came today by by you know by by mail. I ordered it at the store last Saturday and they delivered on the day of launch. Couldn't well, be any better than that, can it? Well, we know Love how that. much um we know how much the king loves his iPhones, so that post was not sponsored by Apple. Oh, no, exactly. By Apple, no. <laughs> I'm a proponent. Listen, do you know how Apple has changed the world? How literally, forget Apple, how Steve Jobs has changed the world. He reinvented the phone. He reinvented the way music is sold. Yep. He reinvented the laptop. And then he brought out a tablet that no one had ever seen before. And now there's hundreds of millions of them in the marketplace, mm. including ones like the surface that people think are better than, than, than an iPad, but go into any Verizon store or any AT&T store. Look at the tablet that the store employees use. Yeah. It will always be an iPad. Mm. Geez, I wonder why maybe they're the best ones. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, he's definitely. Well, I can save $100 by buying a. No, you don't save anything. You give. you. If something costs less money, you can give up something. And here is an opportunity that I really, you know, I think you've hit something on the head because we keep hearing, you know, I hear this a lot, you know, it's price, uh, price. But no, you know, value is what you give up when you pay less. Every time. Right. And Unless so- it's exactly the same thing. And even then, if someone is cutting their price, what it means is they're cutting their profit or their ability to stay in business for a long time. Yeah. But as a sales, as a salesperson, you know, do we sometimes go straight to price because we're li- we've got a scarcity mindset versus a mindset of abundance? No. You go to price because it's the easiest way out and salespeople want to make the easiest sale possible as fast as they can and leave. Okay. They're not as interested in establishing a relationship as they are in making a sale and making their quota or making their sales plan or any of the other bullshit that goes with the relationship. Yeah. So even in, you know, you're moving forward, it's two, we're going into 2020. And even though we keep getting told that, you know, outreach is dying, which I completely disagree with, um, right. your, you know, one of your main foundations of sales success is relationship building. So that has not changed, right? In, in, since you no, started? However, there, there is, uh, you know, with, with the advent of Amazon, of Amazon, you no longer have to see a salesperson for menial things. Yeah. And menial could be a refrigerator or even an automobile. If you go to Tesla, you don't have, you know, I don't need a salesperson. So only the areas that require interaction are going to be the ones that require a salesperson of superior capability than the internet to be able to deal with it. So for example, I can buy an automobile insurance policy online, but if I have a claim, it's going to be a pain in the ass. I want to deal with a person Mm. and go on. And that's why all of these internet companies have to have offices now because they have brutally failed at service. They'll all eventually, anything that requires service will have to be done on a human basis, period. And, or, or else you're going to piss the customer off. Yeah. And I, I, it's always funny to me if I make an insurance claim and I call the claims department <laughs> and I get some person on the phone that says I'm not covered. And I said, what do you mean I'm not covered? And they said, well, have you read your policy? I said, honey, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can just find my policy. <laughs> <laughs> so i want to know from the person that i'm buying the insurance policy from what is covered and what is not covered (laughs) last one you know one of the things i wanted to ask you the 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 mindset that you have of you know creativity and 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 constantly learning um you know do you ever find challenges where you know your your mindset um, diverts away from that such a positive and, and abundant mindset and sometimes you find yourself in a negative frame of mind? Of course you do. Yeah. Everyone does. The The key is to recognize it and get over it. Yeah. People who say that, oh, I'm having a bad day, that's their choice. I might have a bad few minutes, but I'm not going to have a bad hour. Yeah. 
I'm going to, I'm going to process it and let it go through and done. You know, my, my, uh, I can tell you the day my mom died, the day my, my dad died and a couple of other days, I literally had a bad day. Yeah. Other than that, I have a bad minute. Mm. Here's the deal. Um, several years ago, I'm going to call it 20 years ago, I'm rounding the corner going to a big meeting in South Carolina, about three hours away. A big meeting for me because one of my mentors was there, the whole nine hours. And my steering wheel stuck. And I ended up hitting a pole and the airbags went off. Yeah. Now, what did I do? Get all pissed off? Nah. I called the insurance company, got a tow truck, called Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and told them to bring a car over as fast as they possibly could. I'm two blocks from my house. I got in the car and drove to the to the place. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, well, just in an accident. Give a shit about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Either you either you you lament it and you get all pissed off about it, or you just let it go, babe, because yeah. it's no big deal. Nobody got hurt. Nothing bad happened. Done. You know, and the, and this is interesting that you talk about this because you know I coach a few salespeople, and you know one of the things that I find is the one day turns into two, turns into a week, turns into a quarter, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're really struggling to hit number. And, you know, yep. I, had, I had one yesterday and I actually, I flipped it and I said, well, you know, he said, oh, the leads are bad, you know, oh, they see on a system. And I said, but hang on, you know, four months hey, of ago. Of course the leads are bad. Wait, you show me a salesperson, I'll show you bad leads. <laughs> that's right. Correct? 100%. And that, you know, that's the conversation we had. I said, mate, when you were peaking, were the leads the same? Yes. Did you have the same manager? Yes. Did you have the... um? You know, like, tell me what was different about your company. Well, nothing. So the only difference is your mindset, and he actually got it, right? Um, and this is something that, you know, this is something that um, I wanted to, I really wanted to ask you, like, you know, where, was there a particular person out of all those people that have inspired you, was there a particular person that really helped you develop that mindset of, you know, that positive mindset? Or was it a combination of people? It was a combination of people, but I'm going to tell you that my my dad. So I looked at his attitude, but he knew that rather than accept it in a negative way, he would just give it back somewhere. You can't let something get you down to a point where you lose, because if you do, you've lost yourself. Yeah, and you have nobody to blame but yourself. However. Salespeople will blame anything but themselves. Mm-hmm. I, Luigi, I've never had one sales guy come up to me and say, Jeffrey, I didn't make the sale and it was all my fault. Mm-hmm. They're blaming everything. And every guy didn't return my call, said he wasn't interested, took the lowest bid, had a present supplier, boss made the decision, I lost in that. Well, whatever their bullshit is. Yeah. What they didn't have was more value than the other guy. What they couldn't do was differentiate themselves. What they didn't show is belief that they had more belief in their or or any kind of emotion. It's simple. It's so simple. And salespeople go to their slide deck bullshit and they, you know, let me send your proposal. (laughs) They're meeting with the wrong people. Yeah. Hey, do you mind going on that? Like, 
I really like this conversation, mate. And um, but do do you mind going on to that that whole self awareness piece? That whole you know having the mindset to actually reflect and look inwards versus outwards. If if you're listening to this and you're someone that you know primarily blames others instead of looking at at themselves, you know what can they do to start? You know to change that mindset. You know what's the first thing they should be doing? Yeah, the easiest thing to do if you. Um, if the guy doesn't return your call, just as an example, the first thing you want to say is why? Yeah. And then the second thing I want to say is, well, how can I do it better? And if you do that, if you look at, if you take responsibility as opposed to just simply blame, blaming will never get you an answer, ever, ever get you an answer. But taking responsibility will get you an answer a hundred percent of the time. Maybe you need to use more testimonials. Maybe you need to have a more compelling message. Maybe the guy didn't perceive your value was good enough. Whatever it was, look at it because the guy's never going to return your call if you don't figure that out. Yeah. The next five guys in a row are not going to return your call. And one thing that I love that you've spoken about previously is celebrate failure and celebrate success. You know, I remember you saying, if I lost a deal, I'd go buy myself something. You know, right. if I, deal, I go buy myself something. I did that early on. Um, it made me feel like failure was okay. You know, I never got down. I'm like, oh shit, I lost that sale. I never did that. I never did that. I tried to find out why. I tried to figure out how I can overcome it the next time, and I just went about my business. Because mm. if I go bang my head up against the wall at some point, mm, I, I tell you, my hair fell out. But that's a whole other issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the feeling. That's the Philadelphia Eagles stressing you out, so you lost your hair. Exactly, exactly. Don't <laughs> make your hair fall out. No yeah. doubt about it. So I can see the flavor of our discussion. That's really a mindset thing, right? And I keep, you know, one of the things that I keep telling other salespeople, and I've got to keep reminding myself where the difference between success in sales. Um, and, and not achieving success comes down to me, comes down to my mindset. And mm-hmm. you know, I've adopted a philosophy that, you know, I've got to be learning. I've got to be, you know, engaging with different, like, you know, there's so many books out there. And even if I don't read it all, if I can take one chapter and go, you know what, that one chapter's had an impact. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, read a few pages. If you like it, keep reading. Yeah. If you don't like it, put it back. Mm. Yeah. I go to, when I go to the bookstore, I'll pick up any sales book, open it up in the middle and read a page, sometimes two pages. And if I think it's full of shit, I just put it back on the shelf. Yeah. If it rambles. Yeah. And that, and again, that's what I love about your books, mate. It's, it's written for people like me. There's big, there's big letters. <laughs> there's pictures. <laughs> there's color. Like, exactly. let's, let's be honest, right? Like, I think... I don't, there's not many people and I'm looking forward to getting John Barrow's book, you know, I want to be in sales when I grow up. Um, but there's not a lot of people that you talk to and go, you know, when did you decide to work in sales? Like, I didn't decide. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in prep and go, I want to be a salesperson when I grow up. Um, they fall into sales, right? Um, yeah, there, you know, for many of us, you know, I wouldn't say my grammar's perfect or I can write well. Not everybody can write 16 books like the great man can. Um, you know, but what I can do, what is in my control is the ability on, on the type of content that I consume and how I turn that content into 
into results, not because of the strategies that the book's telling me. It's all about the way that I've interpreted that information and my my desire to take action. And, and don't forget, Luigi, yes, that, that's there, but you have to make that emotional connection with the other person. Yeah. And they have to perceive a difference and they have to perceive a value, and then you win. Mm. But it starts with your own head. If you don't believe you can do it, get the hell out of it. I mean, get the hell out of it. Yeah. So sales manifesto, you know, it's got actions that you can take. It's got tactics that will help you sell more. Um, For anyone that hasn't read the book that's about to read it, what's your biggest advice you can give them to be a better sales professional? It will give you a mega dose of reality. Yeah. And it's fun. It's not that serious. You make friends, you have a good time, you make sales, you go out and spend money. Just don't abuse yourself. Yeah. Don't do stupid things. And if you, you know, there's lots of successful salespeople on the planet, lots of them. And, uh, you know, we started out our conversation when you said, Hey, you're the first sales book I ever read. A lot of people have told me yeah. that. I'm very blessed with that. I, I read the little red book. I read the gold book, whatever it is. And I put my material out there so people can be inspired. Hmm. So people hmm. can decide that this is what they want to do. And that's it. It's real simple. And I try to do it in a way where people can understand it and put it into action. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And I've been doing that for 25 years. Yeah. I mean, you went to Outbound, you, you know, I talked for an hour, I, I did 250 slides in an hour. Next year, if I go back, I'm going to do much less. I'm just going to go out and have a talk. Yeah. Like, dudes, listen up. You know, this is, you got a quota, you got a boss, you got customers, you got competition. Get over it. <laughs> be the best person you can, be the best person you can be for yourself and the rest takes care of itself. Yeah. So what does selling mean to you? Well, I actually don't feel that that's the right terminology. I would rather call it buying. Okay. Because you don't go to a car place to get sold a car. You go to buy a car. You don't go to the department store to get sold a suit of clothes. You go to buy a suit of clothes or to the appliance store to get sold a refrigerator. You go to buy a refrigerator or a copy machine or any other any other product or service. You want to go and buy. People don't like to be sold, but they love to buy. And so I approach salesmanship from the opposite side, from the customer side where it says, okay, why should I buy this? Mm. What's different than, from anybody else that I've seen so far? What's your competitive advantage? Why should I look at you any differently than I look at anybody else? Because if I don't perceive a value and I don't perceive a difference, then all that's left is price. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And I'm going to buy the lowest one. And in your um, opinion, is sales an art or a science? Science. Okay. Can you open up about that? Yeah. If there's an art of selling, it's never letting the other person feel like they're being sold. Okay. You know, when you're giving your presentation, it has to be genuine. It has to be relaxed. It can't be manipulative. Yeah. But the way you ask a question or the, the way you complete a transaction or even build a relationship, it's all science. 
Yeah. It's all repeatable. It's all repeatable. And you can learn it and you can improve it and you can adjust it. Yep. Yep. And you can make it fit you. Yeah. And outside of your dad, um, was there anyone in particular that, um, you know, really influenced your, 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 your selling or sales career? Everybody who I dealt with who was well off or wealthy, yeah. And even the books that I read, I, I was influenced by Earl Nightingale. I was influenced by Elmer Letterman. I was influenced by Dale Carnegie or Napoleon Hill or Arson Sweat Martin. Early books had a lot of influence on me because I could just sit there and absorb them yeah. and understand them. And then I'd go to seminars and listen to everybody. And some people were full of shit and some people weren't. Yeah. A guy's full of shit. Now I'm not going to go through who is or who isn't because it's not fair to them. Yeah. But but the bottom the bottom line is I learned what I could learn. Then I joined the National Speakers Association to meet my peers. All the people that write about sales or talk about sales or talk about anything belong to this organization in in America. I wanted to meet them. My friends are there. I joined for 25 years. Now I quit. Yeah. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I quit. Yeah. I, it's too political for me. I'm not, I'm not a political person. I'm apolitical. My favorite color is plaid. <laughs> well, you know, as we come to the end of this um, interview, Jeffrey, I want to say, man, personally, um, you actually, like, the impact that you've had on my career is profound. And Thank you. I, 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 mate, not just from a mindset perspective, but um, you really taught me what, it, you know, some of the bait, some of the some of the foundations that I've been able to build my success on. And also the day that I came to your house and you were kind enough to let me into that library, mate, that, that, is, a, that is a story I've said, you know, so many times. That, that was overwhelming. I saw stuff, you know, from Paul J. Meyer and, mate, that was, that was for me, you know, a place where the impact that it had on me was, was, was unbelievable, mate. So I want to thank you for the impact that you've had on my career and that the impact that Pleasure. you've had on thousands and thousands of people around the world, mate. And, and you continue to do every day. Thank you, Luigi. Mate, thank you for coming on to the Sales IQ podcast. It's a pleasure. I'll see you down under maybe. <laughs> <laughs>